It seems the words traffic and California just go hand in hand. In fact, more than 2,900,000 cars drive the busiest highways in the state each day. Maybe that's the reason that California leads the Western states in habitat loss. A recent report says that over the last decade, California took away 784 square miles of natural habitat in order to provide more new homes, entertainment facilities, and yes, wider roads. To put that into perspective, California's destruction construction is almost one-fifth of the total land lost throughout the West. And they say California's the place you ought to be. Unfortunately, all this progress comes with a price, a very big price. UC Davis says that accidents between drivers and wildlife costs upward of $276 million. Yet the financial aspect is only one issue. Habitat loss and auto accidents involving wildlife could actually lead to extinction of certain species in as little as 15 years. There is, however, a bit of sunshine piercing those dark clouds. Sunshine that comes from Banff, Alberta, Canada. I'm Anna Vanover, and this is Rise for Wildlife. 22 years ago, Banff National Park in Alberta, Canada, built the first wildlife overpasses and undercrossings. At the time, there was a growing concern about traffic collisions involving wild animals. Researchers soon discovered that collisions weren't the only issue. It was found that these highways had cut off the migration paths of many species of animal. Wildlife ecologist Seth Cherry. There's a population of mountain goats um, up on this, this mountain uh, next to us, Mount Bosworth, that comes down uh, from their typical high elevation habitat to a mineral lick uh, that's just down adjacent to the highway behind me here. Uh, and, and they'll come down typically in the summertime to access uh, minerals in the soil uh, that, that we think is probably deficient in their diet in the, in the forage that they're eating uh, at high elevations. The importance of this endeavor went far beyond the original scope of reducing accidents. Providing a way for the animals to get to the other side of the highway helped to stop the proliferation of inbreeding, as environmental assessment scientist Trevor Kinley points out. We need to, over the really long term, um, get the, make sure the genetics uh, of animals on one side and genetics of animals on the other side can mix so that you don't have uh, inbreeding happening. You, you get a, a natural flow of populations. The bridge building endeavor didn't come without criticism from outsiders or insiders for that matter. Many conservationists were doubtful that the idea would even work. How would the animals know to cross over or under the roads? But they did and the bridges reduced collisions with wildlife by over 80%. The Canada model has had worldwide effects. According to author Gloria Dickey, scientists from all around the world have come to Canada to view these bridges in order to implement similar concepts and designs in their own countries. In the United States alone, the reduction of auto collisions involving wild animals has been significant. Bend, Oregon saw substantial reductions after building just two undercrossings. 
Simon Ray from the Oregon Department of Fish and Game explains. The basic issue is the animals that uh, winter on the east side of the highway, um, in the desert basically, there's not enough food to keep them there all year long, so they have to migrate in the spring across 97 and then up into the Cascades, where they spend the, the summertime eating on lush grass and forbs, and then of course in the wintertime when snow comes, they have to migrate back across the highway. There isn't really the option to try to keep the deer on one side of the highway or the other. They have this biological imperative that drives them from one side of the highway to the other twice a year. By incorporating the undercrossings below Highway 97, there has been a decrease of over 90% in accidents involving animals and automobiles. Not only have high numbers of deer been seen using the fenced undercrossings, but video footage from stationary cameras have revealed many other animals, such as coyotes, bear, elk, and even some badgers and skunks making their way from one side of the highway to the other by way of these safe passages. Since late 2012, cameras have been documenting the migration of animals through the undercrossing. John Nelson from the Oregon Department of Transportation explains his role in this endeavor. I think I have 26 cameras throughout the project and I check them once every two weeks. The numbers of deer using these projects just skyrocketed. This crossing, this looked like a deer highway. I mean, it was solid footprints all through here, and we would get hundreds if not thousands of pictures on each of the cameras of migrating mule deer coming through this structure. We get weasels quite often, badgers, a lot of coyote activity, and we also had a bobcat. Still, a number of animals fail to make their way to the undercrossing and continue to try to cross the highway. With this in mind, planners created escape routes to divert highway-bound animals back toward the safety of the undercrossing. Scientists in Oregon say that these undercrossings have proven successful in restoring some species' dwindling numbers. Biologist Kevin Halesworth. As soon as it was constructed, there was deer going under it. So far, we've had great success with this wildlife crossing. We've had a lot less collisions. We've had huge increase in use. We have a large number of mule deer moving from summer to winter range during migration periods. Nick Dobrik from the Oregon Natural Desert Association says that mule deer in particular have a more difficult time adapting to human interference and tend to avoid areas of perceived danger, such as busy roads. Therefore, being able to move from one side of the highway to the other using a safe alternative is very important for the proliferation of their species. He explains that mule deer rely on their habitat remaining intact. In Oregon, the animals are migratory. So typically, the mule deer, they summer up high and they winter down low. Mule deer are a little different. The species as a whole really re relies on intact habitat and undeveloped country where they have room to roam, essentially. We kind of have a good sense of where they winter, as well as where the animals summer. We don't have a sense of where exactly they travel for the most part. Let's be proactive and make sure we're reducing barriers to their migration corridors, because otherwise you're basically just separating the animals from their historic range. We'll be right back. With this episode, Dangerous Crossings, Rise for Wildlife is offering a special thank you gift just for our listeners. Spring Fawn, a limited edition signed print of an original painting by Anna Vanover, represents the many wild deer whose lives have been saved 
because of the implementation of overpasses and undercrossings. For your donation of $25 or more, Rise for Wildlife will send you free of charge a 6x6 print of Spring Fawn. You can see it now by visiting Rise for Wildlife's Facebook page. This is a hand-signed and numbered print of an original painting by Anna Vanover and is authenticated by an embossed Rise for Wildlife Incorporated seal. To get one of these very limited prints, simply go to Rise for Wildlife on Facebook and follow the PayPal link to make your donation. Please use the keywords Safe Passage. To get one of these very limited prints, simply go to Rise for Wildlife on Facebook and follow the PayPal link to make your donation. Please use the keywords Safe Passage in the PayPal notes section along with your name and shipping information. Remember, your donation is completely tax deductible and you will receive a receipt for your records enclosed with your print. Further, your donation will help to support a licensed wildlife rehabilitator. Enjoy this special gift while also helping those who help wildlife. Throughout the United States, officials are beginning to notice that something must be done to protect wildlife. Overpasses and undercrossings are becoming more and more prevalent. Utah, for example, started their overpass project in 2018. At that time, it was a new concept to the state. Those involved weren't sure of what to expect. Would the animals take to the overpass quickly? Would it reduce accidents? Based on research, they were hopeful of a positive outcome. So, right before the overpass was open to the animals, it was brought to the attention of the public. Here's John Gleason, Utah's Department of Transportation spokesman, and Scott Root from Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources. We want to keep this strictly for the wildlife. That's how it's going to be the most effective, and that's really the purpose that this bridge is here to serve. So this is a one-time occasion where we're actually going to be out here standing on the bridge. We want to show people what this is all about and uh, show them what the investment is. This is a $5 million bridge, and it's here for the wildlife, which is what this is all about. The area here, of course, is a very heavily used big game area. Uh, we have moose deer, elk, and all other types of wildlife, of course, and we're quite confident they will eventually start utilizing this crossing area. Both sides of the interstate, wonderful big game habitat, a lot of acorns this year in the, in the scrub oak and such, um, pines, aspen around on both sides. So. It'll be used by big game. They will find it. We've estimated more than 100 vehicle wildlife collisions in the last two years. So this bridge is really going to cut down on those on those type of collisions that we see and, and improve the overall safety of Parley's Canyon. This brings us back to the beginning of our program, California. California's plan is to lead the way by building what state transportation officials say will be the world's largest wildlife overpass. It is being funded primarily by private donations. Beth Pratt from the National Wildlife Association explains. What you're seeing with 
the 101 freeway is it is actually acted as an ecological barrier. And what it's doing is creating an island of the Santa Monica Mountains cut off from the rest of the world. And as we know, nature does not like islands. This is going to be a land bridge that comes over the access road and extends over the freeway to connect these two landscapes. We're sort of setting a model. Nobody's attempted to do a connectivity project like this and of this magnitude in an urban core. This crossing isn't gonna bring more wildlife. It's just going to ensure they don't go extinct. And I think that's cool that 300,000 people a day are gonna drive under this crossing that wildlife will be walking over. And to me, that's the perfect way that wildlife and people can coexist. We're not taking the, the freeway away from people. They can still drive, yet we're, we're doing this beautiful thing for animals so that they don't get hit by cars and so that they can have a future. Officials in California have begun to identify the best places to build overpasses and undercrossings for wildlife. And, true to their word, several overpasses and undercrossings have already been completed. An overpass in Marietta, California helps animals to cross the 15 freeway. Add to that the Kino Checkerspot butterfly, federally listed as endangered, is now able to cross the highway unharmed through the use of this overpass. An undercrossing between Roland Heights and La Habra Heights, California, provides access for animals such as bobcat to migrate from one area to another without being injured or killed. It has taken a long time for many to understand the importance of protecting the wildlife that live among us. When we, as a society, show compassion, respect, and love for all living beings, great things can happen. What started as an experiment in Canada is now a common practice around the world. In the U.S., many cities and states have begun to expand the idea of overpasses and undercrossings. They have come up with other innovative and creative ways to protect wildlife from the dangers of highways in many areas. In May of 2019, Utah began installing radar-equipped wildlife crossing signs that flash along the highways, making the roads safer for both wildlife and drivers. The hope is that the signs will reduce collisions between drivers and deer. Spokesman John Gleason. Our crews are installing radar detection wildlife signs. When there's an animal in the vicinity, the radar picks up the, uh, the animal and then sends that message to the, to the flashing sign. The sign begins to flash and that alerts drivers. On this relatively short stretch of road, we've had a pretty big problem out here with uh, deer being hit by cars. About 100 in the last four years. Nothing like this has been done in Utah before. It's going to uh, have a, an immediate effect on the safety out here. This right here is an issue that we've been tackling over the last several years, wildlife vehicle collisions. It's, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an issue that we have here living in a mountainous state where we do have a lot of wildlife. In relation to that, nobody wants to see these deer or animals injured or killed. So it really does benefit everyone. If things go well and we see the results out here that we think we're going to see, this type of, of uh, system could be rolled out in other areas of the state. Rise for Wildlife is a production of Rise for Wildlife Incorporated, a nonprofit organization designed to help those who rescue by providing information, support, and education. 
Links to the articles that pertain to our story are available on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash rise for wildlife. For more information, visit our Facebook page or call us at 657-500-RISE. I'm Anna Vanover, and this is Rise for Wildlife. Rise for Wildlife and the licensed rehabilitators who we support would like to thank you for your gift of any size. Your tax-deductible contribution helps us to help rescuers through support, information, and education. You can make your donation on PayPal to our user ID, riseforwildlife at gmail.com, lowercase, no spaces. Rise for Wildlife Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization.